the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christian Hour. I'm so glad you could join us tonight. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And let's open our program with prayer because that's what we're here about. We are here to pray. We are here to seek the Lord. So, Father, I just thank you, Mokodad. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that we are here to seek you. And you're here to bless your people. Lord, you said wherever there are two or three gathered in your name, that you are there in their midst. Well, here we are, Lord. We're at the station, and there are many people listening, Lord. We are seeking you. We are desiring you. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you to take over this next hour. Lord, let there be a special blessing for each and every listener. That there would be blessings, that there would be, Lord, revelation, that there would be, Father, counseling and wisdom, Lord, given by the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, again, I say you are welcome to take over. In Jesus' name, have your way. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to the program. Like I said before, you are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour, and we will be taking your calls. Yes, we'll be taking calls. We are here live at the station. We are a live program. We're not recorded. We are here ready to take your calls. And if you'd like to call in tonight, you know, the Bible says in James, the fifth chapter, to call in. It says, look at this. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much your prayer can accomplish much when you call when you call for prayer when you ask for prayer when you when you seek the lord seek him where he can be found says the lord he says he says in jeremiah twenty nine twelve, when you seek me when you search for me with all your heart i will be found of you says the lord declares the lord he makes that promise so I encourage you, call in tonight. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, let's stand in the gap and pray. Let's seek the Lord for, for their salvation. Let's seek the Lord for their, for, their, for their healing. Let's seek the prayer for, let's seek God for what you need and what you know somebody else needs. Let's stand in that gap. The number is, eight, uh, the number is 888-995-5552. 
888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you want to pray, you want to seek the Lord, you want to get before the Lord and ask him and seek him, well, then call this number. It's 888-995-5552. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. Now, if you have a Bible question, you know, if there's something that you've been wondering about, something that you've been just, just, you just don't have the answer for, something you read, something you heard, call in tonight. Let's look for the answer to your question in the Word of God. Uh, so if, if there's a, something on, on, on the Bible, something on Christianity, the church, doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult. Now, when I talk about the cults, uh, I mean uh, Jehovah Witnesses, Mormonism, uh, United Pentecostals. Those are the cults. You know, David Koresh was a cult, and what he taught was cultic. Jim Jones was a cult. These are cults. The occult is Satanism. Uh, Santeria, uh, voodoo, those are the occult, dealing in, in, in spiritual, dealing in evil spirits. So if you have a question on any of these subjects, whatever is on your mind tonight, you know, if there's something uh, on doctrine that you want to talk about, I encourage you, call in, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, then I want you to call in tonight. If you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity, about doctrine, theology, whatever's on your mind tonight, I want you to call in. The number is 888-995-5552. I had a, a text and a email today. Uh, the email was from Mimi, and she needs prayer for what's going on in her life, and the Lord knows. Uh, she needs prayer for Seth and Valerie and Kylie, Dennis and Jerry. So we want to pray for them. We also want to pray for Jeremiah, who texted me today. Uh, prayer for him and for Fernando and John and Rachel and Lonnie and Nancy. I'm not sure if it's the same John or Jonathan, but we're going to pray for, for the needs uh, of, of Mimi. We're going to pray for Jeremiah and everybody that he mentioned. We also want to pray for many who's continuing to go for uh, chemotherapy and his treatments. Frankie Longos we want to pray for, and Mary up in Portland. And we want to continue to pray for, for Nick Bumbolo. Uh We're waiting to hear from the hospital, the doctors, to set things up to do his, his procedure for his heart. So, Mugodad, we come before you, Mugodad. Oh, we come before you, Lord, seeking your healing, seeking your blessing, seeking all that you desire to do, Lord. And we ask healing, Mugodad, for Frankie and many, for Mary, Lord, for Nikki, Mugodad, so we just pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished and done in their lives. And we pray, Lord, for all of Mimi's requests, for all of Jeremiah's requests, Lord. And Lord, I especially pray for Lonnie and Nancy, that her heart would, would beat according to, to, to the way it was created, Lord, that it would beat perfectly, that it would, that it would function perfectly and normally, Lord, as you created it to function, Lord. So we pray a special blessing upon Nancy, Lord, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that she would be totally and completely healed. 
And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your blessing. I thank you, Lord, that we can come to you with all of our needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you have a prayer request, if you have somebody that you'd like to pray for tonight, you know, call in and we'll pray for them live on the air with you. Or you can just leave their name and, 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 and their prayer request and we'll pray for them on the air. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the prayer requests, for your Bible questions, Bible topics, praise reports, testimonies, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever's going on. We've got the next uh, 52 minutes left in the program. Don't wait. Get your calls in early. 888-995-5552. I'm going to come back and we'll do some uh, announcements and everything, talk to you about the prayer meeting and, and what's going on here. But let's go to the phone lines and we'll talk to Brenda first. Hi, Brenda. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? What's going on? Hi, uh, and Oh, Brenda, you need to shut off your radio, please. Shut off your radio, and we can oh. talk to you. It'll be a lot easier because there is a 10-second delay in the radio broadcast, and you're going to be, you're going to be. Uh, there you go. So, how can we pray for you? What's going on tonight, Brenda? Yes, uh, my my. Uh, I've been a witness for uh, 19 years in my. At the time, I have passed away, uh, left me with five uh, minor children, but they all grown now, but I, like, uh, a special trap for Charles and Bruno and Terry, uh, Adele and, uh, Lovey. Well, let's, let's pray, Brenda. Father, we just come before you, Lord. And every one of Brenda's needs, Lord, everyone that she mentioned, Father, you know everyone by name. You know their life. You know their entire being. So I just pray a special blessing, Lord, a healing, a restoration, whatever is needed, Lord. I just pray that everyone would, would benefit from this prayer, Lord, that there would be blessings, Lord, poured out upon Brenda and upon her family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brenda. God bless you. And let's see, Nancy wants to pray for herself. And we got Stevie and Polly and Debbie and Lily and Teddy and Roxanne and all the churches. So, Mordad, we just come before you, Lord, with all these requests, with these names, Lord, with these lives, Lord, that need your touch from your Holy Spirit. So we just pray, Lord, for Nancy and for Stevie, for Polly, for Debbie, for Lily, for Teddy, Roxanne, and for all the church, Lord. We just pray in Jesus' name that your perfect will will be done. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Danielle, or Daniel. Uh, Darnell, actually. Darnell. How you doing, Darnell? Good. How are you? Doing okay, man. What's going on? I just had a question. Um, you know, I notice when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, it's always in like a very still, quiet voice. Mm. I'm just wondering, like, how come, um, and sometimes, I, you know, it's almost, you know, you just have to be really sensitive to, the, to that. Right. I'm just wondering, how come God doesn't speak to us in a more direct, loud, clear voice? Oh, man. If, this is me, God, can you, to you. Can you imagine if God was to speak up? Man, we wouldn't be able, <laughs> it would be, I mean, we wouldn't be able to stand it. I mean, when God speaks, it's like thunder. I mean, 
uh, think about when Moses went up to the mountain and and God's presence was there in the mountain. The, the Israelites heard his, heard his voice like thunder. And his presence was so intense that when Moses came down, they couldn't look at him because the, the glory of God, I mean, God's majesty is just so immense. I just can't, I can't imagine. I, I would be so, I mean, out of my mind if God was to speak up. But I love, I love that God speaks in a, in a, in a whispering voice. You know why? Darnell, because because what do you have to do when somebody whispers? You have to lean in. Um, Right. You have to lean in and get closer to him to hear him. And I love that about the Lord. I want God to speak to me in a whispering voice. I want him to be right there in my ear. I want him to lean in so I I lean in. And that creates, that's the intimacy that God wants to have with you and with me. That's the intimacy that he wants to have, that we would lean into him as he leans into us. I mean, you know, there's, a, there's a, a, an old joke. It's a story about a, a guy who's passing by a farmer who's got like a big stick in his hand, and he hits, the, he hits the, 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 the mule over the head. And the guy says, what the heck did you do? You just hit the mule over his head, head with that stick. And he said, well, I had to get his attention somehow. You know? Uh-huh. Think about it. You don't want God to have to speak up to get your attention because if God is yelling and, 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 and if he's trying to get your attention like that, it's like, do you really want to get hit over the head by God? No. We want right. God to speak to us and we want to be, we want to be sensitive and hear that, 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 that voice that's whispering in our ear. We want to hear that voice that's speaking to our heart and we want to react to that voice. I don't want to have to wait Till God has to hit me over the head with something to get my attention. You see what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, um, like if, if God said, "Hey, this is God. I'm telling you to do this tomorrow." I mean, it would be very clear versus, like, uh, you know. But I, I'm starting to, to to identify it. But I'm just saying, it would help me if it was just a little, like, if every time He spoke, He said, "This is God" or something. Yeah. You know, versus, well, you know, but but you see. But see, that's how God is working in us to create faith. You know, right. God God appeared to Moses in a burning bush, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and Moses had to turn away from what he was doing to go see what, what this thing was that was happening. And God spoke to him in an audible voice. But that was a miracle. And it's called a miracle for a reason, because it doesn't happen every day. If it happened right. every day, it wouldn't be miraculous, you know, That's true. You know, so so God speaks to us in that small uh, voice that we hear. We think it's our conscience, you know, but he speaks to us in our conscience. He speaks to us in our heart. He speaks to us in, in, in you know, Romans, the first chapter says that he's instilled in every one of us a, a, a knowledge of God and a knowledge of what's right and wrong. You know, you don't have to teach tribal uh, 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 people in in. In, in, in Africa, in deepest, darkest Africa, you don't need to teach them right and wrong. They already know what's right and wrong. Man has, has, has morals implanted in, you know, everybody, the, every culture in the world knows that it is wrong. It is, it is, it is horrible to, to, to murder a child or right. to murder. Murder is, uh, I don't know of any, of any culture in the world where it's legal to murder. You can just go out and kill anybody. You know, the, even though uh, 
there have been times uh, in cultures when when they allowed you to to murder certain people in 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 the in the in the 30s and 40s in Germany it was legal to to kill Jews, right? Mm. In, in the uh, yeah. in the in 17 1800s it was legal to kill gypsies in 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 England and in France there were certain times of the year when it was actually allowed to murder the gypsies my culture, but horrible but, it, but that was horrible it had to be changed slavery was was allowed uh in, in in this country and many other countries and those things those laws need to be changed because there was morals there were people with, with morals who knew the difference who taught them that you know god instilled in every man the knowledge of good and evil the knowledge of right and wrong so you know uh we have that that ability to know to hear the voice of god and I, and I love that he speaks to us in, in different ways. He speaks to us through circumstances. He allows us to, to go through different things in our life, and he teaches us, Daryl. So, you know, look for that. Be sensitive to that. In any way, God wants to speak to you. And I'm speaking to everyone who's listening tonight. Be ready to hear the voice of God. Be ready to move on the on on the on the, the the nudging of the Holy Spirit, the 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 move of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know when he t- when you hear that voice in your heart saying, "Go tell that person that God loves them," or "Go tell somebody about Jesus," or "Go up to that person and and and, and you know uh, pay for their for their meal," or anything, be a blessing to somebody as the Holy Spirit moves you. Be a blessing to someone. Be a be, be, be God's hand and his voice and his feet here on earth. That's very encouraging, and uh, thank you so much, brother. May God bless you, man. Thank you, Darnell. God bless. Good question tonight. That, 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 that's awesome. You know, wanting to hear the voice of God, wanting to know when God is speaking to you. You know, why doesn't God speak louder? I don't want him to speak louder. I want to hear the whispering voice of God. So pray, pray, pray to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would be sensitive right now to to this request. Keep us in prayer. Keep this program in prayer. I want to see God expand this program. I want to see God do do things through through this radio program. I want to, I want us to go forward. I want us to 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 increase you know uh, uh Jabez's prayer, you know to, to increase that the Lord would increase his, his 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 domain his country or whatever I forget exactly how it was but we want we want to see the Lord continue to work you know this is our thirty second year here at KKLA and we want to continue we want to go forward we want to do more and more uh, in the ministry so I'm asking you to pray for this ministry pray for 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 what the Lord would have us do uh, about going forward with this radio station and with other things uh, that, that we feel the Lord is moving us in that direction. And I pray that, that, that you would be sensitive to ask the Lord how you can help this ministry, if you should help this ministry. And if it's on your heart to, to be a blessing to this ministry, I would encourage you to, to send in your donation. You know, Help us out wherever you can. Uh, any amount you send in, large or small, it goes directly to help keep this radio station, keep this radio program on the air. So would you pray this week on how the Lord would use you to keep us here at KKLA? You know, any donation, any any amount that you send in is greatly appreciated. Just make your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour and send it into P.O. Box 93917. That's P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California. 
and the zip code is 91109. Um, so please uh, pray about it. Ask the Lord if he would use you to help keep this ministry on the air here at KKLA. Uh, you know, uh, today I, I just wrote the check out today for for last month's, uh, uh, you know, payment for, for, for being here at the radio station. And we're continuing on, we're going on, but we need to pay for this month. So if the Lord moves you, if you hear the voice, if you hear the voice of the Lord telling you, you know, send a check in to the Gypsy Christian Hour, I hope you'll, you'll listen in and you'll do so. So again, the Gypsy Christian Hour, P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. If you'd like to call in tonight, call in to 888-995-5552. If you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I hope you'll call in tonight so we can pray with you, pray for you. If you have a question about the Bible, call in the number is 888 995 That's 888-995-5552. We'll go back to the calls in just a second. Eddie, Jeremiah, hold on. We'll get to your calls in just a second. But I also want to remind you that we get together every Friday night for prayer and for worship. So if you're looking for somewhere to be on Friday nights for prayer, for worship, to come to church, I, I, I encourage you, come out and pray with us. Come out and worship. Let's get before the Lord. We were together last night, and really we had a great time just pray, in prayer and worship, seeking the Lord, being there, being there in God's presence. We felt the Lord. We knew that we were before the Lord last night, and I want you to have that same, that, that same experience. Come, and let's fellowship in, in, in the presence of God in prayer and worship. Let's fellowship in his word. We're going through the book of Genesis. We're just starting, so it's a great time to start. Come on out. And be with us Friday night at 8 o'clock in Arcadia. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. We're on the corner of Forest and 1st in Arcadia. Friday nights, mark your calendar, set it on your smartphone, or, or give yourself an alert, a reminder, something. But make plans to come out and be with us on Friday nights at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia at 8 o'clock on Friday nights. We'll be there, and I hope you will too. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a church to be uh, uh, somewhere on Sunday mornings, at the same address, 805 North 1st Avenue, Pastor Walter Hofflin is the lead pastor at the Hills Church, and that's where we worship every Sunday morning, so I hope you'll be there at 10 a.m. We'll be there at 10 o'clock in the morning this Sunday, today. This is Sunday morning, so start out your your morning in, in God's house at 10 a.m., 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to to Eddie. Hi, Eddie. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, there's a friend of mine. Um, Can you speak up a little bit, Eddie? You're a little far from the phone or something. I it's a little hard to hear yeah. you. Okay, there's a friend of mine. Uh, he struggles with sin. A friend of yours is what? Struggles with sin, sexual sin. Okay, he's struggling and, with sin. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if I should say this on the air because. Well, be discreet. Be discreet. Yeah. Okay, and uh, he asked me, um, "Can God forgive you even if you keep doing it repetitiously?" 
And I said, well, I mean, that's a forgiving God, but I mean, you got to ask yourself, are you really saved? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says, if we confess our sins, we stay full and tough. Yeah. You know, in so, uh, in First John 1, 9, it tells us that God will forgive us. And, and you know, there is, I thank God that there is no limit on on God's forgiveness. You know, there's not, well, you, you've sinned uh, 491 times and you've reached your limit and you're done. Yeah. You know, as long, mm-hmm. as, as long as you're alive, there's always forgiveness. But, but, you know, there's a condition for forgiveness. And that condition mm-hmm. is repentance. You know, yeah. if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins. But he doesn't stop there, Eddie. It says, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He doesn't say, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive you now. Go, go and and go, go, go and sin some more." You know, to the woman who was caught in adultery, he forgave her, but he said, "Now go and sin no more." So he's calling us to, to repent from sin and to stop what we're doing. And to turn, you know, that's what you know. That's what repentance means. It means to turn around, to go the other direction. So, right. if your if your if your friend is really serious about being forgiven, then with forgiveness, he'll seek righteousness, holiness, repentance, and he'll seek accountability. He'll seek help. You know, he's right. never gonna if he's if he's caught in caught up in addiction. If he's caught up in a in a rep, re, repetitive sin, then he needs first of all the power of the Holy Spirit, and he needs the help of other men, other brothers in the Lord that will that will help him on the road to recovery. You know that's uh, yeah because uh, he, he attended church, and uh, the pastor didn't want to like uh, deal with it. The pastor did or did not want to deal with it. He, he did not because. Um, uh, there's a lot of men. It's like a men's ministry. Uh huh. Well, that's what he's. That's what he's going to need. He needs to get into a men's group or a men's ministry that 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 is uh, involved in this area in this situation. Uh, I would recommend. There's a there's a phone number he can call. It's one eight hundred New Life. Okay. One one eight hundred New Life. He can call that number and they will get him into a men's group. He can also look up on the internet. Uh, pure desire okay right. pure desire men's group that's another uh it's, a, it's it's run by ted roberts out of oregon but there are men's groups all over southern california so there's places that he can plug in there's places where he can uh uh get help uh a good friend of mine steve wilburn his church yeah. uh yeah. has has people there that will help him call core church okay yeah. core yeah. church yeah. in west yeah. los angeles and yeah. and I'm sure that they can help. So there's a lot of there's a lot of help out there. He's just got to reach out. You know what I ask men in this situation in, in in addiction is what are you willing to do, and how far are you willing to go now that you know you have a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what are you willing to do about it, Eddie? That that's what you have to ask him. That's what you have, and be there for him. You know, say hey man, I'll go with you. I'll go with you to the first meeting, or I'll. I'll I'll, I'll hang out with you at, the, at these meetings, you know, be a, be a, uh, stand in the gap with him and yeah, help him yeah. to, to get help. Yeah. Cause I, I offered him to uh, go to my church, but he didn't, he didn't want to go. Well, a church, you know, it's, it, that's where you go. The, that's, that's the first place you go. 
you know, to meet up with God, to pray, to, to be prayed for. But then you need to get a little, you need to, you need to get, you need to, to develop intimate relationships with other men, okay, who will stand beside you, who will support you, you know, who will pray with you and keep you accountable. You know, you can go and someplace you can, that he can go and talk about what he's going through in a safe place where he's comfortable and he knows that nobody's going to judge him, nobody's going to shame him, and that he can actually talk about this stuff in a way that uh, he can't in a, in a, in a normal situation. Okay, okay Eddie? There was one more question before I let you go. What's uh, that? And there's one more question before I let you go. Okay. Um, when the scriptures does it talk about the throne of God, how big it is? Say, say that again. It's hard to, to understand. Where in scriptures what? Where, where in the Bible does it talk about the throne of God? How big it is? How big what is? The throne of God. Oh, the throne of God. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Isaiah talks about that. Uh, I believe Ezekiel talks about that. Uh, you know, it says, uh, I stood before the Lord, you know, and, and the angels, the cherubims were flying over his throne. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it talks about the majesty and the immensity of, of who God is and, 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 and all of that. It doesn't give exact measurements, but it is awe-inspiring. It is awesome, you know, when you, when you think about, when you, when you hear about the majesty of God and, and Him sitting on the throne. Okay, Eddie? Okay. All right. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. God bless. And if you'd like to call in tonight, of course, the number is 888 995 5552. That's 888 995 5552. If you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, let's pray for your loved ones. Let's pray for your family. Let's pray for your children. Let's pray for your marriage. Whatever needs prayer, we want to bring it before the Lord. And if you have a question, call in tonight. A question about the Bible, about Christianity, about whatever. Whatever's on your mind tonight, call in. The number is 888-995-5552. Let's go back to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey, Sammy. How are you doing tonight? God bless you. Doing okay, Jeremiah. How can we pray? You know, we, we I got your text, and we did pray for all of the prayer requests you had. Is there something else? Yeah, there's another one, another question. Uh, I want to ask you something. Okay. Uh, you know, um, I, you know, what about unforgiveness? Let me ask you, because I asked somebody to forgive me. You know, I don't want to talk about nobody. I'm not uh-huh. going to mention names. But, you know, nobody wanted to forgive me, and I know it's a sin. Because if they don't forgive me, God won't forgive them. Am I right? And well, I here, you can go to heaven well, I don't. We don't. We don't. Here's the thing. I don't judge other people. You know, when if I ask for forgiveness, I've done what the Lord has required me to do. I've asked. Now it's up to them whether or not they want to forgive me. And if they do forgive me, that's awesome. If they don't forgive me, that's between them and the Lord. There's nothing I can do about that. So I would say, if you've asked for forgiveness. Rest in the assurance that you've done what you know the Lord wants you to do and move on from there. You know, uh, just because we ask for forgiveness doesn't mean that our relationships uh, necessarily are going to be reconciled or restored, you know. No, I know that. So just ask for forgiveness, be repentant, you know, uh, uh, be sorry for what you did that was wrong and move on. Amen? Okay, but, okay, but let me ask you a question. I mean... Let me ask you, but if you don't forgive, I mean, could you go, if you don't forgive, could you? If could you, you don't forgive, for that, here, no? well, here's the thing. You know, Jesus said, 
you know, to forgive. If you forgive uh, uh, those who sin against you, then your father will forgive you. If you don't forgive, then you're not, you know, forgiveness is a requirement. How, if you're truly uh, uh, grateful for how much God has forgiven you, how can you not forgive others? You know, I know, but let me. I know, but let me ask you a question. If you don't forgive, would you enter the kingdom of heaven or not? Well, the Bible says that if if you don't forgive, that God will not forgive you. If you don't, so means, if, if so you don't forgive you others, the heaven, then. if you don't forgive others, I believe that forgiveness is a requirement. We need to forgive the way God has forgiven us, because if you if you don't forgive and you remain bitter, God is not going to honor that. You know, uh, unforgiveness. How can I say? It? I, I've heard this said before. Being an unforgiving person is like you taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. It only, I, I... It only affects you by being uh, holding a grudge and not being forgiven, not forgiving other yeah. people. It is a command. You know, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother? Uh, seven, uh, seven times? And Jesus said, 70 times seven. Peter, you should forgive your brother. In other words, you shouldn't hold back. In other words, you shouldn't put a count. How can you count? You know, if you do the math, it's like 497. How can I how can I really keep that kind of an account? He's saying, don't hold don't don't hold back forgiveness from anybody, but always forgive. Okay, Jeremiah? Yeah, okay. How are you doing, sir? Doing okay, Jeremiah. Doing good. She's doing well. Thank you for asking. Okay, okay. Well, God bless you. Happy Lord's Day. God bless you. Happy Lord's Day, Jeremiah. Okay, and if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, or you'd like to ask a question, again, the number is 888-995-5552. Well, you know, we just started... Our uh, our study in the book of Genesis, and I love Genesis. I love the book of Genesis. It's the beginning of all things, and that's what it means. Genesis, the the the, the name, the word Genesis means origin, and in the Hebrew, it literally means in the beginning, where the beginning is, the origin, the start, the beginning. You know, um, it, it's translated from Greek to Latin. And, and it says the origin or beginnings. That's what the that's what the book of Genesis means. And it's appropriate because, you know, the the book begins starts with in the beginning, in the beginning God, in the beginning God created. So everything that starts 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 in Genesis. So you say, well, in the beginning of what? Well, in the beginning of everything. Everything. Everything that you see, everything that can be seen, everything that can be felt, everything that you touch, whatever there is, had its beginning in Genesis. The universe, the stars that you see in the sky, the moon, the sun, the galaxies, you know, everything that you can see. If you look at, if you look at the mountains, if you look at the oceans, we all, all of this had its beginning in Genesis. In the beginning, God created but even before that, you have to go, in the beginning, God. There is, no, there is no beginning for God. God was there already in the beginning when he started everything. He began everything. He created everything. 
there was a beginning and God was even before the beginning and that is completely blows my mind. I cannot understand that. I don't get that because I am a creature of beginnings. You are a creature of beginnings. Everything in our life has a beginning and an end. But God has no beginning and he has no end because he was there at the beginning. Even time began with God. You know, at the, at the study, I went into a whole thing about the space-time contingency. We are creatures caught in space and in time. God is not caught in space and in time. He transcends space and he transcends time. You know, well, how does God transcend space? Well, we can only be in one place at a time. You cannot be in two places. At, I cannot be here at the radio and at home in my easy chair at the same time. I can only be in one place. I can either be here with you at the radio, or I can be home, or I can be somewhere else. But I can't be in all places at the same time. Well, God's not like that. God can be everywhere all at the same time. He transcends space. He transcends space. He is everywhere. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere all at the same time. He's here with us at the radio in Los Angeles, in Glendale, and he's with the, the Christians in, in Moscow and in Paris and in, and in Berlin and in Africa. He is all over the world. How about this? He's everywhere. David says, wherever I go, you're there, Lord. If I go to the depths of the ocean, you're there. If I go to the heights of the mountains, you're there. God is everywhere. You know, when, uh, when Apollo, I believe it was Apollo 11, was out orbiting the moon, Buzz Aldrin had communion and he prayed do you know that god was there with buzz aldrin he was there he was there at the same time that he was here on the earth with all the rest of the uh, all the rest of, of the citizens of the earth but he was also with buzz aldrin he was there when buzz was orbiting the moon and having communion god is everywhere he transcends space not like us. We can only be in one place at a time. God is everywhere. How about time? You know, I can only be in the now. Here I am right now. And I'll never, you know, this last few minutes I've been talking to you on the, on the radio. I'll never get that time back. That time was spent here on the radio. That time was invested here with you on the radio. That time is not redeemable. But God is not like that. God moves through time. He knows the beginning from the end. He can see the beginning and he can see the end of all things. He knows when you were born. He knew you before you were born. And he knows the day that we're all going to die. He knows everything about every minute of our lives. God sees through time. God transcends time. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that is awesome. So you know, that's where that's where we where we are in Genesis right now. You think of the, the beginnings. But you know, in Genesis, it when as as we go through the book chapter by chapter and verse by verse, you know, in Genesis we'll see the creation of the world, uh the, the chapters one and two. You'll see the fall of man, how man fell into a, a lifestyle of sin, uh chapter three. The beginning of civilization civilization with Cain and Abel. And all the the, 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 the the descendants of Cain and Abel. And then Noah and the flood. Noah and the flood. Uh, that, 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 that should take up the whole book just by itself. 
Noah and the flood. We'll read about that. And then the Tower of Babel and the beginning of, 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 of countries and cultures and language. And then you go to the history of Abraham. The story of Isaac and his sons. And then the beautiful story of Joseph and how he was responsible for saving really the entire world, Egypt and, 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 and his, his brothers and all, all, the, all, all of the people around. There was a great famine. The Lord took Joseph from, as Pastor Walter was saying in church a few weeks ago, from the pit to the palace. And these are the things we'll study as we go through uh, the book of Genesis on Friday nights. So come out and join us for Friday nights, and let's, uh, let's get into the book of Genesis. You know, we can do just so much here on the radio. Uh, even though we, we, we've got a few minutes left here, 20 minutes left, we can, we can get into the book of Genesis. But you, we really want to get into the, the book verse by verse, chapter by chapter. So come and join us on Friday nights, and let's, let's really study the book of Genesis. But like I was saying, in Genesis, the first chapter, it starts with, in the beginning, God. There was nothing. There was nothing before God. Everything we see, feel, know, comes from him. He was before anything. Like I said, he created time. And that means he is eternal. So what's the thing with eternal? Well, I can tell you that I can, I can get behind infinity. I can understand infinity. Infinity is never ending. I can get that. I can I can get that because you know there are examples of of what's infinite. If you start with the number one and you start counting, when do you come to the end of numbers? You can't. There is no end to numbers. Numbers are infinite. It's not like the alphabet where you have twenty six letters. You go from A to Z. That has a beginning. And it, and it finishes, you know, you begin with A and you end with Z. But numbers are not like that. Numbers are infinite. So I can get behind infinity. But I can't get behind eternity. Because eternity not only has no end, it has no beginning. Only God is eternal. Now, try and get your, try and get your mind around that. Think of something that had no beginning. Something that has no, no start. There is nothing. Everything has a beginning. Even the universe. You know, we hear about the Big Bang. Well, the Big Bang is the beginning of the formation of the universe. What was before the Big Bang? What was there before? I can tell you, there was God. God was before the Big Bang. There was a creator behind the Big Bang. There was somebody who caused the formation of the universe. And that someone is God. That someone is Jesus Christ. That someone is the Holy Spirit. And we'll see that, in the, you see that in the very beginning of the book of Genesis. And it goes on to say, created the heavens and the earth. God created the heaven and the earth. You know, everything was made, was made from nothing. God spoke and the universe left into an existence. You know, God created or made from nothing the heavens, our entire universe, 
including every galaxy, every star, every black hole, dark matter, everything that's out there, everything that they even you know that I mentioned dark matter. Dark matter is a recent theory or a recent discovery. They can't prove it exists, but they know it's out there. And God created it. You know, gravity, everything that they've discovered in the universe, God created. It's out there. And he created it all. The earth, the mountains, the valleys, the trees, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, and everything, even every, even the, all the things we can see and everything we can't see. You know, the, what's under the earth, you know, granite, marble, gold, diamonds, uh, volcanic oceans of lava, uh, everything that, 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 I, I, that I don't even mention, I can't even mention because I don't, I don't even know what's there. These are just things that we know that's there. So basically, everything that is, is from God. He created it all. And this is just from these first few, first few words that's in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So basically, everything that is, is from God. And we get that in, in, in John, the, the first chapter. John tells us this. It says, all things came into being through him. And apart from him, Jesus Christ, nothing came into being that has come into being. Everything that is, is from God. In the beginning, God created, and he created the heavens and the earth. But it says the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Everything was formless and void. So what does that mean, formless and void? It just means that he started out with something and then perfected it. Much like a potter starts out with a lump of clay, that's void and formless. Even though the clay is there, even though the potential of making something beautiful is there, that clay is void and formless because it's just a lump on a potter's wheel. But the potter starts to spin the wheel, and then his hands start to form the clay, and he forms and finishes it as he wants. And that's all it means. The earth was formless and void because God started out with something, and then he perfected it. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, moved over the earth. He was taking care and overseeing creation. You know, when it says the Spirit of God uh, brooded over the, over the earth, the same language is used in, in Deuteronomy 32.11. It says, like an, eagle, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that hovers over its young, he spreads his wings and caught them. He carried them on his pinions. So the Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit is there hovering over the, 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 the void and formless uh, earth as God is caring for it, as God is forming it. So the Holy Spirit is there overseeing creation. So there we have God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And now we have God the Son. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, and this was the first day, day one. You know, God said, 
you know, God spoke the word. And that's the logos. That's Jesus Christ. So here we have within the first few uh, within the first few verses of of the beginning of Genesis, we have the teaching, the understanding, the implication of the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Right here at the beginning of Genesis, God is revealing who he is in these first verses of Genesis. So this was the first day. And look at this. God created light without the help of the sun. He said, let there be light, and there was light. It doesn't say that he created the sun yet. He just said, let there be light, and there was light. And then God said in the sixth verse, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, and this was the second day. You know, the world the world was being created here. But there's something that we haven't that we might not understand, or maybe you've never heard of this before. But the entire world was covered with water. And God separated the water. He by leaving some on the earth and some in the heavens, in the sky. There was a great sea of water in the sky. And this was the second day. So it said that God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. So there was water below the heavens, below the sky, and there was water above the sky. It says, God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Now we see dry land for the first time. And God says, it's good. Why is God saying it's good? God says it's good for a reason. Because there's a reason that he's doing all this. Now think of this. He's created the earth. He created the oceans. He created the seas. He caused dry land to appear. Why? Because man needs to dwell on dry land. He's doing this for a reason. He's preparing the earth. He's preparing the world for his ultimate creation. And that was you. That was you and me. That was man. He's doing this all with a purpose. He's doing this all with a plan. He's not just doing this to be creative, because God is creative. You know, God, God, you know, God does what he wants to do. But he's got a plan and a purpose. He's going to achieve something. And he's saying it's good. It's good. This is what man needs. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation. Plants yielding seed, fruits yielding fruit, trees on the earth bearing fruit after its kind with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation. 
plants yielding seed after their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning. And now this is the third day. So God created the earth. He created the heavens and the earth. He brought forth dry land. And now on the dry land, he's bringing forth trees and vegetation and plants. God begins to bring life. He brings life forth. He brings living things onto the earth. Again, he says it's good. And this is the third day. This is good because man is going to need this. This is going to be for man. He's preparing vegetation. He's preparing trees, fruit-bearing trees, food-bearing plants. He's, he's preparing all this for man. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And, you know, there's so much more that I can get into. Cause we, we, and we had time at the Bible study to get into uh, plants bearing seed, plants bearing uh, after its own kind, trees bringing forth fruit after its own kind. God is, serving a, God is showing a principle here that things would bring forth its own kind. You know, a tree didn't bring forth corn because it wasn't after its own kind. An apple tree didn't bear corn. An apple tree brought forth apples. An orange tree brought forth oranges. And the seed-bearing plants brought after its own kind. And he's bringing a, a principle that we got into at the, at the, at the uh, Bible study, but we don't have time to get into it now. But man, that's a principle that God brought forth things after its own kind. And there's a reason for that. But now it's on the, now, now it's on the fourth day, and God is bringing forth lights into the heavens. He's saying, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that the light was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. And I wish we had time to go into how many lights there are in the sky, how many stars there are in the sky, how many galaxies there are out there in space, and, and, and the immensity of God's creation. And you know what it says about that? He, he, he made the stars also. It's like an afterthought. There are trillions and trillions of stars in the sky. And each one of those stars represents like a sun. There are greater suns, stars in the, in, in, in the galaxies, greater than ours. There are bigger stars. and You can see them because they're in the sky. And God, cre he says, and, 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 and God created them also. But you know what it doesn't say here? That he gave them all names. It tells us in the Bible that God named every star. He has a name for each and every star. And that's God. 
That's God the creator, the creator of the universe. He placed him in the expanse for you and for me. Why? So that we would have uh, somewhere to go to measure signs and seasons. Signs and seasons. And we're only up to the fourth day. There's so much more we could talk about. But they're playing the music in the background. And I have to tell you, we've talked about creation. But I haven't, I've only mentioned, I've only scratched the surface of why why God created all of this. He created this so he'd have a place for you. He wanted to create a place to put man. You know, on the sixth day, he created man. And he created man intimately. He's the, the, man is the only one of God's creations that he formed out of the dirt with his own hands and then breathed life into and gave a soul to, and gave a conscience to. He gave us all this to have intimate relationship with Him. He did all this because He loves you. He loves you and He wants to have a relationship with you. He loves you and He wants you to get to know Him the way He knows you. Yes, there is a God in heaven who loves you. He loves each and every one of us and He wants to have a relationship. I pray that you'll give God the opportunity to have a to to, to, to to have this relationship. It cost him a lot. You know, creation was nothing for God. He did all this, you know, he just said it and it happened. What did it cost him? It cost him Jesus' suffering and sacrifice on the cross. Creation was one thing, salvation is something else. It cost him a lot. He gave it all. He gave his all to have this relationship. Give him, give him the relationship he desires with you. He loves you. We love you. We're glad you joined us tonight. So glad you're 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 listening and you're being a part of the study. Come out on Friday nights. Let's do something together. Let's fellowship together, and then let's meet back up here next Saturday night. And and, and don't forget to be in church. Don't forget to be in your father's house. Sunday is the Lord's day. Wherever you go to church, go with the intention of being a blessing to the Lord and to others. Well, we'll see you next Saturday night. Hopefully we'll see you Friday also. God bless you and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.